we got home and realized that no thought had been put towards dinner. And I was in productive mode or project mode is, is better. I don't know that's being very productive, but I'm in project mode. I'm running around doing little odds and ends and uh, Danielle already gets in. And, and then we realized, you know, we, we have a few things, but let's go get food. So we just threw together chicken thighs. So skinless, boneless, dark chicken meat in a Balti seasoning. In a what seasoning? Welcome to Curious, a talk show where I chat with my friends about what makes us curious in both senses of the word. I'm Jason Anthony Guy, and my guest this episode is my friend of over 30 years, Anton Torres. Balti, so Balti is an English Indian dish. It's something that I heard of because a friend at the office lived in England for a while, and he's always talking about Balti, oh, Balti, Balti. And Balti is just a style of bowl. It's stewed protein with spices so you can have you know chicken pork beef whatever and it's served traditionally in a balti and then you serve with rice on the side b-a-l-t-i yes b-a-l-t-i the seasoning though is available like penzi's has a balti seasoning mix i don't really even know what's in it (laughs) but it's nothing you know nothing incredibly odd you can use it for all kinds of meat. And so we just threw, threw a bunch of things together with some spinach and then served a giant salad. So, Do you cook at home most nights? I think cook at home, uh, let's say three quarters of the time over the course of a week for dinner. And it takes time and then there's dirty dishes and, you know, then it becomes a project. But it keeps me grounded and, and that was good. Breakfast I tend to. Like every other day at this point, but breakfast is pretty simple. It's usually steel cut oats as long as I have it, but with some uh, fruit thrown in. Once a week, I'll make pancakes from scratch because it's they're awesome and delicious. But that means I I need buttermilk, and I don't always have buttermilk because the only reason I have buttermilk is for pancakes. <laughs> So how, how do you get into project mode? What does that mean? Um, well, I I just have, there's, man, I just have a lot of shit going on in the apartment. Really, I, I mean, I had stuff in my closet that, that spills out, right? I have hundreds of games in there, and, and that's mine. But I had a friend's collection. I had several hundred games that were not my several hundred games. And he he went through a, a difficult breakup. So I said, look, I could throw it in my apartment, like literally in my living room, and it'll be fine. So it's taken almost three years for me to get them out. I'm nearly done. I have a bunch of some music gear that I need to sell because I'm not using it. And like miscellaneous odds and ends. So that's stacked by the door. And I have stuff to ship to Joy that that's stacked by the door. It's that kind of stuff. Just like all this, these odds and ends of my life that when I'm at work, I can't deal with. So, yeah, project mode is just like, oh, man, I, I just got to get back and make some shit or clean up. Like, I, I came home for lunch today, and I just played around with music for 45 minutes because that's how much time I have. And then I shut it off, and I went I went back to work, and I, I ate at my desk. Um, Do you find yourself 
falling out of project mode. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah. Usually by being distracted, the internet sucks for that. <laughs> it's a horrible thing. Yeah. Or I should say, it is. Uh, it compromises my productive, creative self. Like, absolutely. If I get into that zone where I'm consuming stuff online, it's endless. You know, we, we all know this. Yeah. I've definitely found myself... Uh... So there's one website that I, if I go on that website to, cause somebody happens to link to something, I will be on the website for like three hours and it's tvtropes.com. There is something about that website that, I mean, it's very deeply linked to itself. And so like every link leads you to 15 more links you want to check out. There've been times when I've had like 40 tabs open. Like I, I, at some yeah. point I gotta go and read that. Very distracting. Yeah. I, I am, um, I, it's funny. I, I struggle in the world of media. Remember when I bought a PS4? No, I didn't know that. To actually play games or for like the DVD? Well, for the Blu-ray, Blu-ray because because I figured, you know, wouldn't hurt <laughs> to have consumable entertainment. But three months later, I sold it, oh, which wow. was great. Did you not use it or did you find it? No, I totally used it. No, I totally used it. <laughs> you, over, I, you use it too much. I uh, well, I realized that there was a choice to be made, I, and I have limited time. Yeah. So I played through uh, The Last of Us twice, and I played through uh, what the heck, Lara Croft, the reboot, you know, Tomb Raider, High Def, or whatever. Uh, I played through that once, and I'm like, okay, th- there, I'm done. I see it; it's awesome, and the price is too high. Like, w- what I lose is my time and my, that is my most valuable <laughs> that's my most limited and most valuable asset because the job demands a lot you know and then shave shower plus cook food even half the time you know like all of a sudden what time is there i feel very good about it. i'm glad and, and you know that means i miss out because i see ads online now and again and i was like yep that looks awesome <laughs> i'm sure it is right there's a lot of awesome stuff in the world i just i'd rather sit here and make weird noises i don't know when it was how long ago it was that i stopped playing video games as a thing it's it's not that i don't like video games i i do um but i think it must be i was playing i guess i think it was batman arkham asylum and i stayed up until four o'clock in the morning some nights some nights when i had to go to work the next day and i after i played through it and i completed it I'm like you know what i'm not doing this this is this this is way too much time that gets taken up that could be used for other more productive stuff or even less productive stuff i mean just other stuff yes other stuff it's like with without the judgment of being productive or not it's a it it, there's a core there's a core concept that i have arrived like a sort of understanding for me um, of the world and that is there is no lack of awesome in the world Okay, the world is filled with amazing, incredible things. 
So now that I got that out of the way, if it's filled with amazing things, that means there is no way on God's green earth that I could ever possibly sample anything more than a small bit. Right. So, okay, it isn't a judgment that video games are good or bad, but I have decided, like I have made the choice that for me, video games are awesome and I'm not going to commit, I'm not going to trade my life for that time. So I dipped my toe in and it was brilliant and it was great. And The Last of Us was amazing. It blew me away so much that I played it a second time just to appreciate the way the story was pieced together and then the way it looked and just all of it and, and Tomb Raider. And that's it. That That's it. I, I, I get it. And it's awesome. And like high five everyone who contributed to that uh, creative work. It's awesome. But my life is too valuable. It is much more valuable than a video game. And so like I have to choose and I think I was raised, or maybe we as a culture are raised to think that you shouldn't need to sh- to choose, right? Like you shouldn't need to pass on something you want. And I'm thinking, man, there's too much good stuff. How could I, I have to pass on stuff I, I like. I have to. Do you ever, when when you're looking at something and saying, I can't do this thing. I can't do this thing today. Well, I'm choosing not to do this thing today. Do you ever look and say, but at some point in the future, I'll do it. Does that ever come up? Do you ever think, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to this location, but, you know, in a couple of years, maybe I will. Oh, sure. The thing is, well, well think about that for a second. If you did that for a year, mm-hmm. at, the, at, the, at January 1st of the following year, you're starting your new the new year with a to-do list and do that for another year. Your to-do list is going to be almost twice as large, right? So I think in life, the more that I go, it's it just the, the, there's more, I just see more that is possible, right? Like Danielle and I yesterday went to a snowshoeing class. It was free. It was an REI. It's something that I would love to do. And she, she and I have talked about it. It's like, that would be awesome to go like tromping around in the middle of the winter because otherwise you're stuck inside. And and that that's lame, right? Like to go to a state park or go to a park and then just step off the trail and just go tromping into the middle of nowhere with snowshoes. That's, that sounds fun, right? And it will take effort and it'll be hot. You know, you'll be cold, and then you'll be sweating, and then it'll be hot. And you're like, this is weird. It's cold, but I'm hot, and I'm sweating, but it's cold, and my face hurts, you know, and, and you're wet. But, but, it's, but you're alive, and you do it, okay? If you go snowshoeing, that means you're not doing something else, right? If you go to the snowshoeing class, that was an hour and 10 minutes that we weren't making food, or we weren't, I wasn't making music, or, you know, whatever. I wasn't doing laundry, Life is filled with choices, and and I think I am fortunate that I end up with more on my want to do list than uh, than I could ever possibly do ever, even if I was independently wealthy and never needed to work a day in my life. Like literally, literally impossible. I could never even do like a, a smidgen of it. It's way too much cool stuff to do in this world. There is. Right? How many places you've traveled a lot? Yeah. 
how many places have you not traveled to? A lot more. <laughs> right, like, like almost a ridiculously. Yeah. The, the imbalance you know, so is you, ridiculous. Right. You pick a country that you've traveled Seriously, to. Yeah. Like, go to New York City. And you and I know this because we grew up. Yeah. We spent a, a large portion of our lives wandering that, like Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, this tiny little island. There are streets I have never been down. There are places on streets I've been down that I have never entered that I haven't noticed. Like how how could you ever you know? The it's it's amazing. It, it, it it's amazing and it's exciting. And then on top of that, all the changes oh, since yeah. the last time you might have gone to any given place, oh, you know, God. or how much time you might spend. Like we so we went to New Zealand, right? We spent seventeen days, I think it was, and that is nowhere near enough time to explore New Zealand. I could easily have spent that exact same seventeen days in one city of New Zealand. Yes, <laughs> and yes. still you not could have felt spent seventeen years. Yeah. in New Zealand, and still not okay? felt and that I've explored everything there is to explore. Because it's like a fractal. Yes, and that excites me. If I think about it too much, intellectually, it fills me with dread. I can look at it in a way where that is a problem that, oh my God, I'll never achieve all the things that I could, or oh my God, I'll never eat all the food that I want to try. But if I let go, you know, if I let go of that fear and I realize, no, I'm actually literally surrounded by this unbelievable bounty of experiences. And like, I just need to slowly or, or quickly guide myself to participate in as much as I care to until someday I die, right? Like who the f- knows when that's going to be, but I'm here right now. So let me get the variety. Let me get the scope of what, of what's available. When you and I go and travel, she's very much the hit a city, you know, hit a landmark, cross it all the list type of thing sort of you, you you can say that you've been there right and i tend to prefer to to either sit around or to explore one location for a while but on those in, on those instances where we decide you know we're not going to be able to explore all of this her mindset is we'll we'll do that the next time we come here and my mindset is well if we if we if we make it back we'll do that And I'm not sure if that distinction makes sense, but for her, it's like she's always looking forward to going back. And I'm like, you never know. You never know if you're going to make it back. Why make the plan to make it back and be disappointed when you don't get a chance to go back? Just enjoy it for what you've you've gotten and, you know, don't think about going back. Just enjoy what you've done. I'm not sure if if there's a an age difference there, like, you know, the older you get, the more you start thinking, you know, I may never be able to come back, so why make a plan for coming back? Or if it's actually more healthy to say, yeah, let's make a plan to come back because it might motivate you to to get there. I'm not actually sure which one works better. Do you, you do either one of those? Well, it's funny because there's a third choice. And, and, and you know, I'm not always successful. But Ying looks forward and you look back. Ying looks forward and says, well, eh, next time we can do this. The words that you were using are, no, but we, we, we did this. Let's just appreciate that we did this, right? Mm-hmm. that we were there. And I'm thinking, well, no, <laughs> just be where you are right now. Like, you know, you're no longer in New Zealand. You're in California. You're in San Francisco. Like, and 
and I think that's my goal. Yeah. The forward and the back, they're both great motivators. So I, I think they, they both they both serve a purpose. They both and they actually serve the same purpose. And it just depends on like the time of the day or the time of the week or the time of the month or whatever. When I need to hear it phrased in 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 the future tense or in the past tense. Both super useful and they both are strong motivators. Or they they reconnect me to a feeling, you know, or a place or people or whatever. But the truth is. I just want to keep realizing I am here right now. I actually agree. And I, and I do try to, you know, at least as, as consciously as I can, I guess, to be like, you know, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. We're here now. And so, like, if we're in New Zealand and there's like, we have a choice of going to this location or this location, and there's a decision like, well, we can either go to that now or think maybe we'll get to there in five years. Let's not even think about either one of those right now. Let's enjoy where we are. And yeah. should we find ourselves back here in five years, then we'll go to whatever that other place was rather than making plans for coming back in five years. Yeah, but even literally, as you tra- let's say you chose to go there. So you're traveling to uh, Auckland. So you're not in Auckland, but you decide today, today we'll travel to Auckland. So you're not in Auckland yet. You're traveling to Auckland. You're on the road to Auckland. Just be on the road to Auckland, right? <laughs> like, and then eventually, maybe, maybe at some point you're like, oh, well, now we're in Auckland. So at that point, be in Auckland, right? It's it's more of, is there a place in the present moment I can connect where the experience is even richer than thinking about what I've done or where I'm, what I might do, and and like, I, I think. I think there is right, and I and I think more. The simplest way to explain it is letting go of all my past successes and failures. So the successes that I usually celebrate and I, I throw in front of people's faces, saying, "Oh, I did this thing; it was great." Um, and the failures that I tell myself, like, "Oh, that was really horrible. Like, uh, you totally fucked up, right?" And and then, and then the same is true for the stuff in the future, either the fears or the triumphs that are in the future. Like, is there something that is neither of those four items that I'm actually missing out on because I'm looking forward or back? And and I think there is. And that's, that's this sort of like, can you get in the flow of the moment? Is there a flow in the moment that is available to people that aren't playing sports? Okay. Or that aren't like in the middle of a massive creative project or, or non-creative project, right? Like, is there a flow to living where you actually connected right now to something that is really exceptional? And it's like, well, yeah, there is. It's kind of like, it's like getting your balance or something. If, if you roller skate or skateboard or you're, you're just balancing on a, I don't know, on a board, there's a moment where you suddenly stop trying and it's a split second. And there's a, a there's a moment there I feel in day-to-day life that's always available. It's like literally available until you drop dead that, that I usually let go of because I'm focused on what I'm doing next or where I was. And whether it's positive or negative, I want to just lose myself in the moment more often. And the, and the more I do that, I feel like that's just better. That's, that's healthier it's freer and it lets me act 
like my actions will be more on point. We've been practicing for 40 plus years and we're good at a lot of things as long as we get out out of the way. And so that's, that's part of it is that is like, trust your instincts, right? You know, be in the moment, but, but also like you, you regret is a, doesn't exist in that space. You don't, you know, it's like, even if you think about someone that does, that doesn't exist anymore, right? Like someone who's passed on, you exist in the moment of like feeling the love that for that person, right. Or appreciating that person rather than thinking back and like thinking of stories. It's like, there's literally that feeling of like, boom, it's super pure. And, and that, that I think is really valuable, you know, as, as a goal is like, I just want to stay balanced in that moment. The rest of the day is built to distract me from that. Right. I got to be somewhere in 10 minutes. I didn't pay my bill yesterday or, or there's a project that's due in a week. It's like improv. It's like pure improv. There was a thought and and it came up at work. I think it was someone that does improv. And I said, you know, what's funny about improv. And I told him the story that, you know, what we did back in the day. So what's funny is what if someone said, you know what, there's this improv, uh, there's an opportunity to do improv. And, and basically you could do anything you want to. And, and you just got to like lose yourself in the role, but pretty much all bets are off. You could, you could pretty much do whatever you want to. Uh, and, and it, it, it goes on for a long, for quite a long time. Um, and everyone around you is, is in it too. If you want, like, it's going to be a whole big group project. And for some people, they'd be terrified. And for other people, they'd be excited. Right. And it's like, oh my God, that's your life. Your life. Like that is literally, you know, we, we have these expectations. I'm so imprinted that my life is five days a week, 40 hours plus, you know, variable X hours. And, and, and that it's structured in a certain way, but it isn't, it, it never has been. Right. And so it's like, wow, that's, that's totally awesome. Like I am literally an actor in an improv, a yes and improv yes, that will last my whole entire, and it has lasted my whole entire life until now. And like, wow, how quickly I forget that this is invented moment to moment. Right. I feel like I must play the role, but that's not an improv that's scripted. And then the question is, well, am I living a scripted life or, or am I an actor in an improv? You know, and like my, my goal is to always remind myself, no, I'm, I'm in an improv. Don't think it's scripted. If it's scripted, someone else wrote that script, right? Like if it's an improv, I could have an agenda, but I need to improv my way through it. Right. I need to respond to all the other things in the moment because everyone else is just making this shit up too. <laughs> and and at the age, you know, at my age, I forget that the script is not real. A lot. Like all the time. I was just like, oh that's right. Yeah. You know, it's like man, but it's like the greatest improv exercise ever. It really is. And then, and then it ends, and I don't know when it ends. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I'll say yes, and as it's ending, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, man. Uh, <laughs> so I I need to wrap up. Yeah. Thanks right. for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I will talk to you again soon. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Talk Bye. to you later. My thanks again to Anton for joining me and for creating the musical breaks you heard throughout the show. New episodes of Curious are released every two weeks. You can subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show notes are available at CuriousTalkShow.com. And you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Curious Talk Show. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. All the world's a stage and all the men and women are merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. And one man in this time plays many parts. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it's true. It's super true.